You're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. All right, we are here today with Noah McGraw. What's your beat? You're on the news team. My beat is crime. Mostly on, uh, yeah, any sort of laws broken on campus and mostly uh, any communication with the UOPD. That's sort of my, my, my job. And how long have you been doing that? Uh, well, I've only been on crime for, like, what, four weeks now, whatever, since the beginning of this term, uh, but over the summer I was basically the only news reporter uh, at the Emerald, so I kind of did everything, which included crime, so. Yeah. yeah. We should also mention that it is your 21st birthday today. Yeah, thank you. Um, tell people where they can reach you if they want to tweet questions at you or if they want to, you know, just tweet a happy birthday. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, my Twitter is MC Noah McGraw, McNoah McGraw, uh, or, you know, N McGraw at DailyEmerald.com if you got a news tip. Perfect. Sure. So getting into this story, I want to start with the hook of what most people know this case from, um, the bag of dicks list. Uh, it was a bowl of dicks. A yeah, bowl of dicks, okay. Mm-hmm. Could you kind of explain that a little bit <laughs> to people who maybe only know the bowl of dicks bit? Yeah, uh, well, the bowl of dicks list was an alleged list of officers who spoke at the stand uh, swore it was just a, called the list, as it is here. But uh, it was a list of anything that the officers of the UOPD thought should eat a bowl of dicks. So it's like anything <laughs> that uh, that pissed them off. And Eric Leroy, one of the officers, it was kept on his phone. And in court, he said that it was kind of just anytime they were joking about something, and uh, they, you know, thought that thought the joke was funny or making fun of someone, they would throw them on this list. And it has over two hundred entries. Can we read a couple of these? This is a yeah. huge list, and it's clearly from like an iPhone note section. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is straight off of the evidence submitted in court. Most of these are are. Sports teams, like the first entry is Eli Manning, and then the San Francisco 49ers and the New York Yankees. Uh, lots of celebrities like Mel Gibson. O.J. Simpson's on it. Bono. Yeah, Bono. Uh, like, you know, Osama Bin Laden makes the cut. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, they go everywhere with this. I mean, some of them aren't even people. Just the Pineapple Express. <laughs> uh, Comcast, in general. Oh, yeah, a lot of them um, are cable writers. The thing that uh, the thing that got the the most hate though, and and it was obvious that this was just kind of like a joke. No one was taking this seriously, and uh, it was just the, the guys on the graveyard shift were the ones writing this, so they're there from like eleven p.m. to six a.m. kind of thing, mm-hmm. and uh, they were just making this kind of while they were working. And the thing that got people kind of uh, you know, pissed off about it was that some of the entries are like crowd management services who does security for football games or, um, I see EMU designer on there. So a lot of campus specific Mm -hmm. campus bicyclists was the one that was quoted a lot. Um, (laughs) weren't there even some actual people who go here or who went here? Yeah. A big one. Um, I don't want to say her name wrong, but I think it's Emily, Emily, uh, she was the ASUO president in 2011, and so that was a big one that was quoted a lot in, in the 
uh, court documents, and she got on the list, according to Eric Leroy, the, because she was very against UOPD becoming a sworn police office back when they were just DPS and they weren't technically a police force. So just anything that kind of got in the way, anything that frustrated them, this was kind of these officers' way to vent. Uh, a kind of interesting, like, this is always the hook for the story. Everyone knows about the Vola Dix list, but it wasn't actually, um, it didn't, it wasn't really a deciding factor in Clevenger winning the trial. Yeah, they didn't on, use it. On here, I mean, they used it. They, they go through a whole, they, they went through entire witnesses where basically all they talked about was this list. But, um, <laughs> when you look at why the jury decided to rule in favor of Clevenger, and given the amount that they did, uh, they didn't, they didn't list, like, the bull dicks as, as a, a reason for, uh, like, awarding Clevenger money, because he spoke out against the bull dicks list, and then they kind of, then they fired him, and they were trying to prove that that was one of the reasons, but, uh, the jury basically just said, yeah, this is kind of a waste of time, but... So, now that we've gotten into the hook, into the yeah. bowl of dicks list, we yeah. can get into the actual court proceedings. Um, so, can you talk a little bit about who James Clevenger is? Okay, yeah. Uh, start at the beginning, because this case really starts in, like, 2008. Clevenger was a law student at the University of Oregon, and uh, he spoke out against uh, tasers being used by the UOPD. Uh, this was before they had guns. And and for anyone who doesn't know, the UOPD is the University of Oregon Police Department. Yeah. And they used to be the DPS. There's the Department of Public Safety. Uh, and um, then in 2010, I believe, Clevenger joined the police force. So he was on the uh, UOPD. And he worked there for two years. And it was kind of a rocky start. And uh, by the time he got hired, he was in this six-month trial period where he could be fired for any reason. And during this period, he saw, like he says, he saw a lot of unprofessionalism and uh, he was targeted with some harassment and stuff like that, but he couldn't speak out because he could be fired for any reason. And then after that trial period was over, he did speak out, and uh, eventually that led to him being fired in 2012. So he didn't speak out because he got fired he spoke out, and then he was fired. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he sued. The lawsuit is for retaliation and wrongful termination. Uh, because also, they did like an internal arbitration afterwards with just the, um, the union and the UO, like the University of Oregon staff. Uh, and they found that Clevenger was wrongfully terminated and that he should get his job back. And the UOPD just, uh, Carolyn McDermott, the chief, said, uh, well, we're, we're just not going to take him back. And so that's when they, they filed the lawsuit. And, uh, yeah, the lawsuit is basically him saying, I shouldn't have been fired. And uh, it goes a little bit deeper than that. They tried to Brady list him, which is kind of a, an interesting concept. Yeah, can you explain what a Brady list is? The Brady list is a list of officers who are deemed so untrustworthy that they can't testify in court. And it's very important to be able to testify in court if you're a police officer because you know you arrest someone and then you have to testify in their case. 
Uh, so basically, if you're put on the Brady list, you can't. You don't really have a, a career in law enforcement after that. And uh, members of the UOPD attempted, and they successfully got uh, Clevenger on the Brady list. And uh, so a, a big part of the the award money was this <clears throat> getting on the Brady list ruined any career he would have. So the amount of economic damages he got were this is the amount of money I could have made if I wasn't on the Brady list. And he made $755,000 off this lawsuit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 650000 uh in economic damages, which is what I was just talking about, and then one hundred and five in punitive damages. So, yeah. yeah, a lot of money. Yeah, this is no small amount for the UOPD. And so he worked for UOPD. He worked for them when they were DPS. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was reading your story. Can you talk a little bit about what some of the things he got in trouble for were? Because some of them seemed a little ridiculous. I saw one that he was cited for not shaving. Yeah, that was a big one. His first uh, ever reprimand, it was just called a clarification of expectations letter. It was just like kind of a slap on the wrist. But it was for uh, two things. One was like officer safety concerns, which was like he didn't tell someone that uh, he was recording them when they when they were being recorded on one occasion. And then the other one that he likes to bring up is that, yeah, he was cited, you're supposed to shave every day if you're a UOPD officer, and, like, twice he didn't shave for, like, one day, and he was the only officer in the history of the UOPD to be given that reprimand. (laughs) And I think one of the things I was reading was that he didn't think the reprimands were being given out fairly, that he was being unfairly targeted. Did you talk to him at all about that? Yeah, he... Basically, he thinks that Almost since he started working at the UOPD, they were trying to get him fired. They were trying to to get him on the Brady list because he was a troublemaker or something. Now, they kind of talk, he had a different philosophy of, of policing, and they thought that he wasn't really taking the job as seriously, maybe. He had less, like, arrests. Um, he wasn't arresting a lot of students. He was giving sending more people through uh, student conduct giving them tickets and uh, the defense in their argument said that he uh, you know fails to appreciate the danger that he encounters on a daily basis and that was their argument once you know he got hired they kind of and realized that they um, they were basically trying to find any reason they could to uh, kick him out so he was getting a lot of these reprimands these written warnings and he was eventually placed on uh, paid leave, right? Mm-hmm. Paid leave, which then became unpaid leave, which then became termination. Yeah. And so he sued because of his wrongful termination? Mm-hmm. Okay. The, um, okay. the Brady list was really what pushed it over the edge when I was talking to the, the attorneys. They were saying, yeah, he was wrongfully terminated, but trying to end any future he had in policing was just going a step too far. And that's why the jury awarded him so much money. Yeah, because it sounds like, okay, you have all these reprimands, you have people who are your supervisors saying you're not taking the job seriously, you're not doing it to the standard we want, but, and, you know, that would be kind of a normal thing for a workplace, but Mm -hmm. the main point of this lawsuit was that they effectively ended his future career in law enforcement. Yeah, Mm mm-hmm. And uh, they have a lot of... A lot of documents to support the fact that those reprimands and those supervisors 
<clears throat> kind of had it out for him from the beginning. Yeah, what kind of documents? Uh, they have pages of emails they've given me that were used in court. Um, trying to think of... He had two... Uh, he had a sergeant and a lieutenant above him. Lieutenant Lebrecht and Sergeant Cameron. Uh, together, those two and Chief Carolyn McDermott uh, were the people targeted in the lawsuit. It wasn't the UOPD in general, it was those three people. But it was three members of the UOPD yeah. who were fairly high-ranking. Yeah, probably the highest. At least, well, the chief, obviously, and then the two people right above uh, Clevenger. So what did UOPD have to say when you talked to them? Um, they really can't talk about it. Whenever you try to um, talk to the UOPD about an ongoing investigation, of course they can't talk about it. This one's in, in trials and stuff. Uh, they really send that through the lawyers, which makes sense. But right now, unfortunately, they're going through a switch. They're hiring a new general counsel, which uh, the general counsel is the lawyers, basically, for the mm -hmm. university. So they can't, uh, they can't really talk about it, and the guy who usually talks about it is not here. So, unfortunately, they couldn't really give in, give their side of things. And I tried to pull that from like the defense's court documents and things like that, mm -hmm. to try to show what they were and weren't doing in the trial. And what were some of those arguments used in trial that you pulled? Uh, yeah, like that he was an unsafe police officer, that. Uh, <clears throat> He wasn't performing to the right standards. There were some uh, certain cases they cited where he, um, at Spencer View Apartments, he like went in and he didn't bring, like he he wasn't aware of a threat or something like that. So he he didn't show up fully prepared, and they thought that was a safety concern. Uh, but it was just a noise complaint was what he was showing up for. So he didn't feel that force was necessary. So, yeah, arguments like that, that he was basically unsafe. Mm. Right. Is there anything else you think is important about this case? Um, basically, we don't really know where it's going to go, which is an interesting, uh, an interesting fact. They might try to appeal it, uh, the University of Oregon, because he hasn't technically been awarded the money there. Mm. If, if they try for an appeal, then they'll have to go through a whole other process. And he's been, um, how long has this case been going on? I know he... He filed a lawsuit ago. in, like, 2013, I think, in October. Um, yeah, and it has just ended in September. So, but, yeah, it's it's been, like, three years since uh, the issues first started coming up to gather all of these people together. And what's Clevenger doing now? I assume he's not working in law enforcement. Uh, a little bit. He works... Um, at the Eugene Federal Courthouse, uh, but yeah, he volunteered while he was working for UOPD. He volunteered at a uh, Coburg Police Department for a while, and so he still does that. And it's like a combination of volunteer hours and some paid hours. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Coburg Police Department sent, signed a whole thing saying Clevenger's a great guy. He's he's not trying to you know hurt anyone. He's a great police officer, so I think they're still keeping him on, even though he's technically Brady-listed. And he's a lawyer, right? He went to law school? Yeah, he went to law school. I don't know if he practices, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, he works at the courthouse. And uh, yeah, when he when he first came to the University of Oregon and he was on the 
you know, law school, that's when the bad stuff started, when he spoke out against the tasers and stuff. Yeah. So how would you summarize this? I was going to say in a sentence, <laughs> but that seems kind of impossible. Maybe a small paragraph. Yeah. Uh, let me try to summarize it. A uh, James Clevenger, a former UOPD officer, was found to be wrongfully terminated by the courts after some suspicious activity of his supervisors, and he was awarded $755,000. Wow, one sentence. Well, Noah, thanks so much for being on today. Um, Thank you. To close it out, would you like to read your favorite uh, entry from the... (laughs) Bowl of dicks list? Sure, sure. Let me try to find one. Kind of to put a sensor warning on this podcast. I I have one. Uh, It's the first entry on page two. Uh, Mick Jagger's arm fat. Well, let's take it out with Mick Jagger's arm fat. (laughs) Thanks so much. Yeah.